So for this week's episode, we have Orion on the show. Now, Orion has a very interesting approach to business. Rather than trying to sell someone something, he focuses on building relationships with individuals. So this episode, where we very much get an insight to a different way of approaching business. So uh, without further ado, welcome to this week's episode. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Brain Dump. This is a podcast where we talk about life from the meaningful to the extreme. Today on the show, we have uh, Orion, and uh, me and Orion first met a uh, at a um, networking event, uh, and yeah, so Orion was a very interesting character, and I thought it would be great to have him on the show, and so here we are today. Yeah, so Orion, like, fill us in a bit about uh, your background. Okay, so um, my name's Orion, as you said. Um, uh, I run a high-value appointment setting and telemarketing training business. Um, so basically, I generate leads uh, that you know uh, that make my clients money, help them grow the business. Uh, I've been in telemarketing for about ten years now. Um, half of that time has been doing it for other people, and the other half has been my own company. Uh, and when we met, I'd come to the to the event to talk to students and um, people who are entrepreneurs within the student body um, to sort of help them with uh, uh, telemarketing needs that they might have, and also to train them because I run a series of workshops uh, called Conquer the Telephone Monster uh, workshops, uh, which have been very successful so far uh, at the at the Bristol and Bath Science Park. Um, so, what made you want to go at it alone? I mean, obviously, you know, you've been you've plenty of experience but then you just obviously you wanted to stick it out and do it your own your own way well a couple of things uh the the first thing that made me want to go to learn is um that i'm i'm sort of a uh, i'm a tinkerer so if there's a system that's working quite well i want to make it work better mm. and when i was working for other people i kept seeing ways of doing things that would be quicker more efficient better uh and so i was very frustrated in some ways because obviously when you're working for somebody you have to do things their way mm. um and then Essentially, I got my freedom uh, and started my own company. I can do whatever I like and uh, and develop a system which has been incredibly successful over the last six six years now. And has it been hard setting up and getting involved off your own back? It, it was initially uh, because uh, it, I, has, I suffer the same problem that everyone who starts their own business up suffers, which is isolation. It's a bit like working in a vacuum. Uh, and then I discovered networking uh, through a working breakfast. It was called uh, actually called Working Breakfast. Um, and... Um, that that was a revelation, to be honest, uh, because it was sort of a, apart from the fact that you have to get up really early in the morning yeah. for 7 a.m. start, uh, usually at quite a nice hotel. But um, but yeah, I sort of got used to it quite quickly. And it was nice because it, it put a whole bunch of experts at my fingertips and people who I could build relationships with. Um, and and the, this particular group, this working breakfast group, were very, very relaxed. So they weren't pushing for referrals or, or contributions. Um, and you could just sort of develop them at your own pace. Um, but Having been there now for five years, so most of the time I've been doing it by myself, I now have some lifelong friendships and people who I trust. And what's wonderful about that is that when I give them a referral, or when I receive a referral from them, you know it's a good one because they know my work and I know theirs. So it's been a very valuable, uh, I call it, I, I, in fact, I, I have a saying about them, which they've sort of used in print now. <laughs> it's just, I call them the oxygen, oxygen to my business. And it's absolutely true. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is quite incredible because I'd never been to a networking event before. And it's amazing how willing people are just to help you and just, you know, mm. offer their support in, in any kind of way. 
Yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, I don't know if you sort of believe in karma, but they, they give you the opportunity to help them. Mm. And and I'm a big believer in paying it forward. We just you just help people. You don't worry about getting it back from that person. You just put help helpfulness out into the universe. And I have been helped in ways I could never have imagined because of it. Um, and it's just a wonderful thing. You don't have to administer it or, or have a spreadsheet of who you what you've done for who. You just go ahead and help people. Uh, and it just it does. It just comes back to you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can imagine. Really good in the form of referrals, in the form of uh, advice. I mean, when I first started doing it, I was just doing telemarketing as a service. Uh, now, thanks to their advice, I'm writing a book. Uh, I run workshops. I do all sorts of things. Um, you also actually, have a blog as well, don't you? I do. Well, I, on my on my website at mm. uh, abbottdavis.com, I have a I have a, a blog. But um, it's just been it's been amazing how how much they've expanded my mind uh, this particular group i mentioned the working breakfast group have this free thing they do called the uh, working breakfast boardroom where if you're brave enough you can be the sort of victim of it if you like <laughs> and they, they, they convene a boardroom made out of members you bring in your business plan and they will push and pull it apart and they will actually inspire you and give you inspiration and, and give you all sorts of ideas and sometimes complete changes in direction um and i, I went ahead and did it and they're giving me a, a roadmap now for the next, you know, for, 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 for the foreseeable, which is fantastic. And, and what's wonderful is I'm actually on that roadmap now, you know. I've started, I've started doing, I've even started doing a paid speaking engagements, which was like part of the plan. Because under the, under the hood, really, if you lift the hood on, on what seems to be a, a sort of just a, a telemarketer, a high value appointment setter, is actually someone who really wants to evangelize about the way to do telemarketing in a non-aggressive way, mm. uh, in an empathic way, in a, in a friendly way, uh, and, try and, and try and give it a better name than it currently has. Yeah, because that's the one thing I was going to ask you is it must be so difficult because when you ring someone and the first thing they do is, oh, I can't be bothered to deal with this. And I, and I was reading your blog about the first eight seconds and how <laughs> vital that is to, uh, you know, yeah. engage a person. And how, how do you deal with that? It must be so demoralizing. Well, that's the thing is, uh, my approach uh, relies on these things called direct value statements, because as I said in the blog, the, um, you, you, you literally have eight seconds uh, when someone answers the phone to give them a reason to not hang up on you. And to, in, in that time, you have to establish why you're calling them, why them, and what they get from carrying on talking to you. Uh, and if you actually you know, service those needs, if you actually do that and say, this is who I am, this is what we specialize in, this is what we do, and this is what you get if you keep talking to me, people appreciate it because a lot of the, I think a lot of the negative pushback from 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 what I would call bad telemarketing comes from not caring who you're talking to and, and not really listening to their needs and wasting their time. The worst call, I think, if you've received this, then you'll know it, is someone who, who, who calls you and says, hi, how are you today? Mm. You're just like I, I, I don't have time. Who yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a stranger. So, yeah, just, that's right. Hmm. So you want to try. You want to try. You know, the charm, empathy, all these qualities do need to play a part, and and you need to actually be calling people who you've researched a little bit. You know, who who, who you actually know might want your services. Hmm. Uh, it's sort of pearl diving. As as opposed to dragnet fishing. There's an expression called boiling the ocean to catch fish. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's so mm. much energy. And it, it, you know, all you're doing is just destroying the ecosystem because everyone hates you after a while. Mm. Um, and you're not really getting anything of, of, of consistent value. Yeah, I remember when we uh, were at the uh, networking event and you were saying uh, where people just pitch to the room. Uh, and yeah. that was really interesting because you had a very different philosophy about networking and business in general, where rather than it being about trying to sell everything to everyone, it was about, you know, building relationships. And yeah. this was particularly in your industry mm. where 
I think a lot, as you say, a lot of people get very wrong. Um, and I think people have this idea of business being a very competitive, a very aggressive environment. But you had a very different sort of angle to that. Absolutely. I mean, what I've noticed in networking, particularly, is is when people pitch to the room. So, hi, everyone, could you buy my services, please, in some guise or another? You just watch the shutters come down. Everyone goes, OK, look, we're not here to buy your services. What we're here to do is to, to, to try and find contacts for you. So if you're in a room of 10 people, you could try and sell your products to 10 people, or you could ask them to find you people, in which case they probably have a resource of 1,000 people split between them. Mm. Um, so it's much more effective. So, so you're trying to get people to understand what it is that you do in, in, within a networking environment so that they can then pitch that for you, you know, forward. And the fuel, the, thing, the reason they'll want to do that is if you're helpful to, to them as well. So it's a sort of yeah, cyclical sure. thing. You know? I think um, it's a skill that, is relevant to not just business. I think people go, oh, tele, you know, telemarketing is like, you know, is a niche on its own. But I think it's also really apparent in just any kind of social situation, and it, it's just like a, a skill that that is very neglected in a many in many ways. Well, yeah, I think it's because you know we're constantly bombarded with messages that you have to be sort of doggy dog, that you have to, you know, uh, go for yourself all the time. But actually, the the reverse, in my experience, is true. If you if you go out there and your and your agenda is actually who can I help in this room, um, then it's a lot easier. It's a lot less aggressive, and then you you. What you're trying to become is what they call the ghost in the room. So if you're if you're helpful to a lot of people, then when you're not there, people start talking about you, and that's what I mean, that's what that's the ghost in the room. So so if if you don't turn up at a networking meeting, but everyone there's saying, oh Ryan, he was so helpful, he did this or he did that, or Connor really helped me with that lead or with that piece of advice, that's fantastic. That's what you're trying to to get to happen, you know? Yeah. And how did you learn of this? I mean, obviously a lot of his experience, but do you do you seek advice from other people? Do you read books or you know? For those who want to learn kind of thing. So sure, sure, sure. Um, well, I mean, just a little background. So I, I discovered networking essentially because my wife became pregnant. Okay. <laughs> so I was in NCT class and met a chap there who was networking. Uh, and he mentioned that he, I mentioned that I had a, had a business and, and he, he pulled me in that way. But once I was actually in the group, then it was just by saying yes to everything. Just basically saying, yes, I will do a 10 minute presentation. Yes, I will turn up at, you know, seven in the morning, every morning consistently. Yes, I will help you. Um, and, and just really really being open to the experience in terms of um, reading um, various books there's all, there's all sorts of um, of great motivational books out there one of the uh, the, the ones that I, I love is uh, the slight edge okay. uh, Joel Olson it's a, it's a very good book because it's about how self-help only works if you have what he calls the slight edge which is this the thing that almost decides you're going to do something before you consciously decide to do it so so for instance um, if you have a child and you have to get that child to school every day, it's not a question of will he, won't he. You're going to do it because it's your child. So there's a, that, 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 that little edge, that, that, the thing in you that isn't, it's not even up for discussion. It's like you're going to change the thing that you're going to change. And that's fascinating, actually, because it, it, I think there's a lot of self-help books that are half read out there. Yeah, know? it's true. <laughs> People read the first chapter and go, that's fantastic. I'm going to tell all my friends about it and never read it again. <laughs> Uh, and it just doesn't it doesn't really help so so yeah it must be quite daunting though in the beginning particularly because I feel like putting yourself out there isn't something people naturally you know you know fall into yes I come back to the yes thing again Um, even if you're not and also context is fascinating because it, even if you're not very good at presenting yourself, uh, even if you're not very confident, I've watched people having done networking for a while now. And literally what separates them from people who give up 
is they just keep coming. Um, and also people need to connect with the experience that, they, that they've had in their life. And it, it really sort of helps pe- to humanize the people that are in the room. Because if you're just being very aggressive and very kind of um, um, networking is all about referrals and I don't care who you are and I don't want to connect with you particularly, then, it's, then you're never going to really be able to get past that initial fear. So I'll give you an example. So um, there was this lady... Um, I, I met once uh, who, who came to networking and literally she did her 60 seconds uh, intro of her business and I thought she was going to cry. I thought she was uh, she was so nervous and I felt for her so much. So I got chatting to her. I made a point of getting chatting to her uh, afterwards. And I found out that when she was five years old, she was attacked by a dog um, who bit her in the face and literally she couldn't talk for oh I think it was 10, 10 years. I know. And she taught herself to speak again from not being able to speak at all. And, and, I, and what I did is I told everyone in, in the network that that was what had happened to her and the next time she came up and spoke instead of people looking at her thinking oh god she's not very confident they were all going go on you can do it come on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it changed it completely changed it from a story of oh well she's not very confident into a story of wow to be able to stand up in front of people and even begin to pitch yourself when you've been through so much you know so it's um yeah you never know what what the story is behind people and i would encourage people to find that out and to connect with with people really yeah interesting it's almost like uh empathy is just so powerful in in any kind of social situation but also from the other perspective like wearing a vulnerability on your sleeve allows people to sort of accept you i think we hide a lot and so you know being open and honest and you really really engage with people but 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 better absolutely because if you are and also if you are vulnerable and open and honest uh, it gives everyone else permission to be Mm. Um, which is great. I mean, I, I, I made a conscious decision several years ago um, to continue being this slightly clumsy, goofy, friendly, giant type of person. Mm. Um, I could have rubbed it out and, and become just a business person, but I decided that actually that's part of who I am and it's part of, I, I want to stay naive in that way. I want to I keep being that way because it's, otherwise if you just become this mask, this persona where you're just the perfect business person, mm. it's, it's off-putting and no one can connect with you. So, you know, you've got to leave the door open. So I just kind of, yeah, I, I've purposefully stayed quite i suppose you could say goofy <laughs> no it's great i love you know as i say it's what would draw me to you in the uh in the networking event and i was like oh this guy you know he's you know interesting and i always say that um interesting people are interested and i think that's uh, yeah. very important because you know when you show size to yourself you know people are able to show their size and that yes. really, really builds that kind of connection Definitely, definitely. And, and when people are too concerned about what they can get out of an experience, they stop noticing the people around them mm. and they stop asking questions, um, uh, you know, and, and, and that's, that's a shame. That's a missed opportunity, really. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by people. I just, I, you know, I want to learn about them. I want to find out what their story is, like the, that lady with the, with the horrible, uh, d- you know, the dog injury yeah, and then course, the speaking yeah. out. Um, because, you, you know, you learn so much more. Um, I have met networkers who are, unfortunately, oh, yes, no, this is, this is fascinating. Someone once told me um, there are two types of people in this world there are win-lose people and win-win people and the win-lose people someone has to lose in order for them to win Mm. and the win-win people make everybody win including themselves Mm. and and i love that model i'm always trying to be win-win you know Um, having said that though just to sort of uh, also add an extra little uh, bell and whistle to this um, you also need to be have the skills and and you know I, i i develop them Actually, through 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 um, a crisis, which I'll tell you about in a second, um, you have to have closing skills. You have to have those 
hard-nosed skills as well so okay. it's 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 kind of it's that mixture of being empathic and open everything but especially if you're on the phone you have to be looking for the opportunity uh, i have met telemarketers in the past who were very good at having fantastic conversations with people then they hang the phone up and think oh damn I don't. I didn't ask them for their email address. I didn't <laughs> their appointment. I didn't do anything. We're best buddies now, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't exactly. actually do anything. So it's a kind of so. So coming back to what I mentioned um, a second ago, how I got into telemarketing was through um, no fault of my own. Uh, in in two thousand eight, uh, I had a, a retail business. Okay. That was doing quite well online, and we had just opened a shop in the galleries in Bristol. Uh, and then the market crash hit. It took everything down with it. I ended up in a lot of debt uh, because of the shop and mm. having to move out of my nice flat and into a not a very nice flat and make ends meet. The first job I could find was telemarketing. Okay. Uh, in quite a quite a an, an intense environment, shall we call it? <laughs> okay. uh, and so <laughs> I learned some of the more sort of. Um, on point skills, if you like, the sort of more uh, how to close really um, uh, in a really focused way, how to never let that let go of that goal when you're when you're making those calls. And I worked for them for a few years, um, and then I went uh, totally the other end of the market. Went to work for a fantastic uh, marketing uh, agency, who I'm happy to name, called the Marketing Practice. Okay. Uh, they just won at the time. They just won B2B marketing agency of the country nationally, and um, and within. Um, a couple of days of walking into that business, I I was responsible for a two and a half million pounds account. Oh wow! Uh, and and no one else could call on it. It was just my baby. Mm. Uh, it's, made, it's made pretty clear that the, my fortunes and its fortunes were very tied together. <laughs> yeah. um, but they were a fantastic business. And I learned so many skills there. But at the other end of the, of the market, so and they would they would fly they flew me out to Paris and stuff. We met clients there, and it was completely the opposite of the of, of the other thing. Um, and also the 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 second reason that I ended up. Uh, uh, starting my own business because I was in a in a, this is an interesting story that's actually in the book I was in the supply cupboard of this company one day and I saw a piece of paper that was marked confidential pulled it out and it was a price list of everything they were paying what they were paying for my services to their clients and it was 10 times what they were paying me oh wow <laughs> okay I'm starting my own business this yeah year. yeah literally <laughs> Um, yeah, and then it hopped over from there to a telecom wholesaler, uh, which I really enjoyed because they made me made me telemarketing manager there, mm. um, and we we made just millions of pounds uh, worth of leads come through the business, uh, and then after that uh, they got bought by a larger competitor, and I started my own business. That so amazing, yeah, it, that, yeah. That was, it was it was uh, I, I hadn't intended. I don't think you can. No one ever really chooses telemarketing B two B telemarketing anyway as a career. Uh, it just it just sort of happened, and then I realised I had a set of skills that seemed to match quite well, um, and it, the you know the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds amazing. Like my. Uh... My dad's always say, you know, it's a lot of hard work and a bit of luck, but he also believes that you make your own luck. And I think it sounds exactly, exactly what's happened to you there. Like, Yes. What is it? There's an expression. Is it um, when you get lucky, when luck comes, it better find you working. I think that was the expression. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, people who, yeah, it's, it's, it's that, it's that slight edge again. It's like, you know, keep going and, and like coming back to the calling back to the networking, keep coming, even if you're not, if it's not feeling like you're getting your message across, keep coming, keep doing it, you know, mm. uh, for this particular <laughs> example, uh, for this particular working breakfast group, every member it, by rotation gets to do a 10 minute presentation slot. Okay. Um, every, and so given the amount of members they've got, you probably get, I don't know, two, three presentations a year, maybe. Okay. Um, 
because that would be the normal rotation. But because I said yes every single time someone didn't turn up and do their presentation, within about five years of networking, I've probably done, I don't know, a couple of hundred. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I just said yes to every opportunity to, to present a 10-minute slot. And the net result of that now is that I'm very confident doing it. And also, if uh, if they say to me, oh, someone hasn't turned up, can you do a, uh, which they sometimes do, can you do a 10-minute presentation? And they give me four seconds to present one. I can do it. Just because it's, you know, just because I kept doing it. Really, it's, it is it is that. It's keep doing it. Just keep going. And what, what made you change your mindset to just say yes to these things? Was there a particular point in your life or...? I think it was because because I worked for other people for a while, uh, where they had some great ideas into how how to do something. They taught me lots. There was a point where I, I could see that doing things slightly differently might be better or, or mm. more efficient, or they might be, you know, um, and also not working for a large company, there's not quite so much bureaucracy to, to you know, it's not so much reporting you have to do uh, to line managers. But if you're just on your own, then you can just streamline things and just work in a very direct way. Um, and I think it's the relief of, of just, I, it, okay, the, the, the moment where it all crystallizes, uh, I just started working as telecoms, uh, as telemarketing manager for a telecoms wholesaler. Uh, and this amazing guy who, who, who ran the business uh, said to me, uh, Listen, mate. We don't know anything about telemarketing. Um, you're you're the expert, so you just do whatever you like. So long as the leads keep coming, do whatever you want. And that, that was like, oh, I love you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, that. years. I've been waiting to hear that, literally. And so all of the things that I had on little, you know, notepads all over the place on what we could, I just put it all together into this machine, and and it, it, it's it's an incredibly efficient uh, machine for producing leads, uh, valuable leads for for any business. And so I started doing it as a service. And as I said, then uh, I was encouraged through the group to start teaching it, and and now uh, I run a series of workshops um, at the Bristol and Bath Science Park. Uh, they run every couple of months. Uh, the next one's on the fifteenth of May, uh, and they're they're called Conquer the Telephone Monster, and they're free awesome yeah. uh, because uh, South Gloucester Council um, have commissioned me to do these workshops uh, for them but they're offering them to, uh, for free as, as part of their outreach to SMEs and startups um, and and yeah you can go to my website and uh, my webpage and and um, uh, book a ticket it's uh, www.abbott-davis.com uh, two b's one t i e s and yeah on the on the telemarketing uh, training uh, uh, bit um you can you can see conquer telephone monster um and there's a calendar you can book um uh, we've got some bookings already for july uh, for that mm. uh and quite a few for may uh there are already 20 places on each one so so it's um it's good to book early for sure, and, yeah, uh, but... and yeah it's it's, it's pretty and, and otherwise if you're if you're an eventbrite user you can literally just search uh conquer telephone monster yeah cool it sounds yeah I mean, i'm sure there'll be plenty of listeners who are business in mind and you know would love to to jump at the opportunity Mm. it sounds like you very much uh rather than i mean obviously there'll be a lot of technique in how to to call people up and things but also change people's mindsets to how they approach the uh the whole concept because i mean i would struggle to i mean call anyone like thankfully we've met before but you know Mm. anyone you ring for the first time is always very challenging and so you know that monster is almost yourself yes and so what you do is that you break down all the different things that are that, are, that can be off-putting the different all the different monsters you break it up break it down into little monsters mini monsters and then you find out how each you know how to deal with each one mm. um and it's and then it becomes you know um, much easier to do um and uh and yes yeah, so so uh the, the workshop goes through all of that from beginning to end. The whole point of the workshop was what happens if I've got nothing now? If I just have an idea that I need to grow my business, I don't know who to call, I don't know what to say or how to track any of it. Mm. 
uh, by the end of the workshop, you'll have the answer to all of those things, including you can there's a downloadable asset pack uh, which has um, all the spreadsheets, all the stuff that I've mentioned in the workshop already coded in with all the all the stuff in it. So you can literally just load it up and start calling. Yeah, fantastic. They, I mean, that would be definitely a very useful tool for a lot of people. I can imagine. Have you had a lot of response for it? Yes, the uh, we had a we had a trial workshop in December, uh, and that was book solid. That was uh, uh, sold out. Oh wow! Uh, and, and that's partly the reason why um, uh, South Class Council have now agreed to book me for the rest of of the year. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. March next year uh, to do these workshops. That's fantastic. Um, which, as I said, every t- every couple of months. Normally, the, the those face to face workshops would be three hundred and fifty pounds per person. Oh so wow! So it gives you an idea of the sort of value. Mm. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That's being, given away for free just to help people because i mean okay so number one goal for me is to is to evangelize about how b2b telemarketing needn't be this aggressive horrible thing yeah it must but, be. but the second thing is honestly I, I don't want anyone to have to go through the stuff that i did yeah um, if i can make it easier for someone who has a great business and just wants to grow it um to grow their business uh, confidently and and without worrying about making phone calls to lots of people to to do that then i'd be very happy no, of course. And I think, I think, well, a lot of business has this very clinical mindset about this is how it's done. And it's very sort of money grabbery kind of concept mm. where I think your, your way of thinking is very fresh and it's also very modern. I feel like a lot of people, particularly in Bristol, actually are quite open, you know, hardworking people and don't want that that BS in their life. They can't be no. bothered to deal with that. And so it's very refreshing to hear your side of the story. Thank you. I mean, uh, I've I've literally had phone calls um, uh, where I had one <laughs> one client said to me that they wanted me to call uh, the top law firms in London, uh, and they wanted me to speak to the managing partners. <laughs> and I said to him, you know, we're not going to get through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, these yeah, are yeah. impossible to. Do. And he said to me, don't worry about it. I know that I'm, I'm prepared to wait a long time before you get through to anyone, but because I know you, once you're through to someone, you're a charming bugger, and <laughs> and they, they will they will they will hear what you've got to say, and then they will mandate you down into their organisation. They will force people within the organisation to talk to you who would never talk to you mm. otherwise you'd never get past the pa and i, and I, I was I had doubts you know i was like oh god i don't know if this is gonna work yeah, uh, yeah. and it was what actually turned out to be one of the most successful campaigns we ever did nice, nice. um and and it was it was amazing but it also really highlighted the the importance of having this direct value statement this this eight second couple of sentences way in that just doesn't waste anyone's time just says who you are what you specialize in and what it is that's going to be the value that you're bringing to the person you're speaking to. You can apply that to so many things. Now, you're obviously a very positive guy. Very, you know, you say yes to a lot of things. Mm. And what do you do on a daily basis to sort of, you know, keep this this sort of vibe the whole time? Because it can't be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, honestly, the, the thing that gives me... Uh, uh, you know that the, the oxygen that, 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 that drives me is, is networking. Um, I think if I didn't have networking, uh, I would like I, I often tell them, and I, and I see people look at me when I say this, and they're like, "Yeah, right." But if I, I often tell them, you know, I would come if there were no referrals, if there were no leads, because they're like a family now. This, you know, mm-hmm. I, I turn up; it's once every two weeks, um, and I know them all. And uh, you know, I do my pitch. We have guests that come, and they give me, they inspire me. I can tell them how I'm doing, and it's just, it's, it's like kind of like working in a business. Yeah, but. It is your own business. So I think they motivate me enormously. Well, it sounds incredibly exciting for sure. I suppose it's also for, for, for a lot of people in, in this sort of situation, it's where you've come from, you know. So because I had to do it in a way that I didn't agree with for, for a number of years, um, 
to be able to do it now, I'll never forget how, you know, what a privilege that is. Uh, to be able to do it now the way, exactly the way that I want to do it, uh, is, is a freedom that I, I will never not value. And I think that's, that certainly keeps me going. Okay. Um, and finally, for the, the everyday listener, what do you think they can take from this? What can they learn and how can they apply it to their own life? So is the everyday listener, do you mean who has a, who has a business that wants to, 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 to grow their business or just well, anyone? Anyone and everyone, like a bit of uh, someone who's interested <laughs> in business, but also those you know, who, who want to gain confidence in just their everyday life. I think you can't, again, you can't do it in a vacuum. You can't, uh, if, if you isolate yourself, um, it, you, you know, you, personally, I mean, I, I do very badly on my own. I think I drive myself crazy. I start to worry about things and, and go circular thinking and everything, um, is to find a pool of people who do what you do and join them. Mm. Um, and I don't mean join them virtually because that can be good too, but there's nothing like joining someone face to face, you know, so, um, you know, join groups that, that echo the, your, you know, the things that you're trying to achieve and, and, you know, you can compare notes and you can get inspiration and advice and help and have the opportunity to help people as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. This has been a real pleasure. I feel like I've really you're learned welcome. a lot. You're welcome.